Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, June the 23rd, and we're back. We're back to feeling like the same old Phillies. Finally, a, a comfortable, familiar feeling. Three straight losses, getting swept in Texas by the Rangers. This is the Phillies we know. Uh, Phillies lose again yesterday, 4-2 to two loss in Texas. Incredibly disappointing series. Look, it's... um. It's going to happen. You know, um, all the progress that they made over the month of June doesn't just go out the window with this series, but certainly a disappointing series. You know, it really is when you, you know, look at how hot the team had been, how much they had bounced back after each loss, the way they had played, the camaraderie, the excitement, and then to go to Texas and just have this lifeless series, this lackluster performance and I get it you know maybe it's hard to get up to play the Texas Rangers but they did just sweep you at home now they swept you there and look it's frustrating because you know the Phillies are three out of a wild card they're eight and a half out of the division they're four and they're four back of the Braves Um, and you know think about that four games back of the Braves just that right I mean that's the Texas Rangers series Right there, the two Texas Rangers series. Four games against a team you're better than you should have won. You lose all four, you're four games back of the Brave. And and we'll got we'll dive into the game. We'll, we'll you know get into all that. But I, I you know where I get concerned. And again, it's June twenty third. We have July. We have August. We have September. There's still three full months of baseball minus the all-star break to be played. So there's a lot of baseball left. There's a lot that can happen. You know, being two games over 500 on June 23rd is totally fine. Many teams have made the playoffs being two games over 500 on June 23rd or worse. But, and we haven't talked a ton about it, but we've talked a little bit about the concept that the National League is surprisingly tough this year as far as making the playoffs. There are eight teams. Eight teams for six spots. That's it. That is it. Like, it is as definitive early in the year as I can remember where it's six of these eight teams are making the playoffs and that's it. Discussion over. The New York Mets, the Atlanta Braves, the Philadelphia Phillies, the St. Louis Cardinals, Milwaukee Brewers, Los Angeles Dodgers, San Diego Padres... San Francisco Giants, boom, done. Like, that's it. Every single one of those teams is above 500. Phillies actually have the worst record of all those teams. The next best team is the Marlins at 31 and 36. The Marlins, the Nationals, the Pirates, the Cubs, the Reds, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies. None of those teams are making the playoffs. None. None. It's done. They're not making the playoffs. So there are eight teams. Six of them are making the playoffs. And what that creates is, as you see now, I mean, those, again, the Phillies are 36 and 34. Here are the records of the teams in front of them. The
The Mets, 45 and 26. The Dodgers, 42 and 25. The Padres, 44 and 27. The Braves, 40 and 30. The Giants, 38 and 30. The Cardinals, 40 and 31. And the Brewers, 39 and 32. The Phillies are 36 and 34. The Phillies are definitively last of those teams. The Phillies are two and a half games behind everyone. And the Marlins are three and a half back of them. So, you know, the Marlins are way out of it. The Marlins are six spots out of, of not even a playoff spot, six and a half, but there are six spots behind the Brewers who are, you know, half game behind the Cardinals. So, or game behind the Cardinals. So, um,. You know, it shakes out in a way where where this is going to be an incredibly competitive race for these six spots. And you look at it and you say, all right, well, you know, this is this is a little frustrating because these teams are going to beat up on each other. Um, and, you know, you get to beat up on the, the non-playoff teams. So now luckily the Phillies do have a really easy schedule the rest of the way. That, that really does help, obviously. Um, that is a clearly important factor as this goes on you know that the Phillies schedule will will ease up as it were but it's still a Phillies team that that right now is the worst of those teams and you know puts them in a position where they're really going to have to win some games to pass some teams and that that's where my concern falls not as much that the Phillies can't figure it out and become an 85 86 win team because I, I think that's certainly possible but um you know to do that <laughs> then they're gonna also have to to hope that one of these teams is worse I mean the problem is that it looks like there's a decent chance you're gonna need 88 89 wins just to make the playoffs 90 wins just to make the playoffs just make the playoffs, even with the extra wild card team. So, you know, it is it is concerning from that perspective. You know, as the Phillies at thirty six and thirty four are, are, you know, they've created a hole for themselves, and that's why when you lose four games to the Rangers, it hurts. It hurts. You know, it hurts when you lose four games to the Rangers. It's something that at the end of the season, when we look back, and you're two games behind this team or three games behind this team or one game behind this team or four games behind this team, we're going to look back and say you couldn't beat the Rangers in June. We're going to. We're going to remember those games, those moments, those opportunities, those those things that slipped through the Phillies' fingers and say, you know what, even though they, they figured it out, which again, I, I do I do expect them to, to be a better baseball team the rest of the season. 92 games to go, I think, will be better than the first 70. But they have to be a lot better. You know, they have to be 15, 16 games over 500 the rest of the way in order to be in that real zone to, to get a playoff spot. And yes, the schedule's easier, but this is a team that is two games over 500 through 72 games. And yes, they're, they're significantly more over 500 in the month of June, even with the three-game losing streak. You can point to that and say they've gotten better. They'll be better. You know, all you need to do to, to achieve that is to go five games over each month. You know, if you go five games over in July, five games over in August, five games over in September, all of a sudden you're 17, 18 games over. You know, like that, that's, that's the goal. That's what this team has to shoot for. It's just a question of can they, can they have that kind of consistency? Can they 
that good for that long? Because they obviously haven't yet. You know, they've been good for a month. And even now we're on a three-game losing streak, but they've had one month. You know, it's been June. Other than that, they're a team that was eight games under five hundred. you know, heading into June. So, it is a precarious spot, you know, for a team that, that is starting to get the fan base back on board, that's starting to make people believe. And again, this, you know, losing two in Texas just sucks a lot of the life out of that. It does. It, it's unavoidable. There's no way to look at this series in Texas coming off the 15-3 and three in June as anything other than a gigantic disappointment. Like you can't be playing that well and lose two in Texas. You can't. Two lifeless performances in Texas. 7 nothing, 4-2. You scored two runs in Texas. Two runs. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff, again, that we're going to look back on and say, oh, they scored two runs in Texas. That's why they make the playoffs, you know? And, I, again, there's a lot of baseball to be played. There's a lot of ground that could be made up. But this Phillies team has to find a way to be more consistent. They have to find a way to be able to get up for every series. This San Diego series just coming up now is is just so huge. I mean, what an incredibly important series this is coming up with the real chance to to kind of make or break things right now in this moment, you know, as they are a four-game series. You know, you, you got to win at least two, and, and you need to win three. This team needs to win three. The Padres are in front of you. They're 44-27. and 27. Like, you need to find a way to, to especially after losing the two in Texas, you got to win the series. And I don't know if they can. I hope they can. But I need to see them do it. I need to see them go out and do it. Because again, as fun as this June has been and it has been, we've all watched way too much baseball to think that a 20-game stretch of baseball in June is who you are. And we've also watched too much baseball to know that the games leading into the month of June... Not necessarily who you are. One of those two could be. It could be somewhere in between. But the Phillies still have a lot to prove if if we're going to, you know, jump on board and really believe they're going to make the playoffs. And again, I do think you can believe this is a good baseball team. A solid baseball team. They're obviously not great, right? I mean, come on, you know, you can't say they're great. You can look at the Mets with 45 wins and say, all right, they're, they're pretty good. Look at the Yankees with 51 wins. Say, all right, they're great. Phillies are good. Maybe. You know, <laughs> certainly can't say great. But but you could say they're a good baseball team, and they can be a good baseball team and still miss the playoffs this year. That's the frustrating part. Last year, not only does 88 wins win the NL East, obviously, but if they had had the third wild card last year, an 83-win Reds team would have made the playoffs. That's not going to happen this year. It's just not going to happen. It is going to take 87, 88, 89, 90 wins to make the playoffs. That's just the way it's trending. And when it is that tight, when it is that hard fought, you know, you can look back at these games that you you need to win and, and when you lose them and say, you know, there you go. That's why. 
So keep this in your mind. Let's all remember this. You know, when the time comes and we look back and say, ooh, that's why. This Rangers series and the Rangers series in Philly is going to be one of them that we look at. All right, let's look back to last night. Then we'll look at to, again, a, a, just a massive series in uh, San Diego. So the Phillies just get handled yesterday. A 4-2 to win. Um, really at no point did it feel like the Phillies were going to win the game. They hung around. You know, it was 2-0, then they tied it 2-2, and then they, they lose the lead immediately and just didn't have it yesterday. I mean, no better exemplified than, than the fact that Zach Wheeler didn't have it. You know, Wheeler has been just lights out. Start after start after start after start, just about as dominant, as good, as dominant as you could ask him to be. He has just been phenomenal, you know, for a long stretch here. And, and you know, finally had a not-so-great start yesterday. It happens. Four and a third, didn't even make it through the fifth. Uh, gives up four runs, only two of them earned. Uh, eight strikeouts, three walks. Just not a great outing. You know, he just didn't have it. The bullpen was actually really good after, which is such a shame that, you know, you get a uh, five and two thirds shutout from the bar. Excuse me, four and two thirds shutout from the bullpen. Uh, no, excuse me, only eight innings, three and two thirds shutout for the bullpen. Um, and you can't take advantage. Phillies unable to get anything going offensively. Five hits. Harper back in the lineup. By the way, we'll get to that in a sec. That's huge. Uh, but Schwarber two run homer, and that was it. That was it. You know, one hit for Bohm, one hit for Didi, one hit for Bryce, one hit for Rees, homer for Schwarber. Boom. That's it. Rangers just handled them, man. It was a series. They were outscored 11-2 to in this series. Yeah, at no point did it really feel like this Phillies team was even in it in either of these games. It really didn't. And look, they got to be better offensively, you know, and, and we've seen it over the stretch, but they they got to be more consistent, you know. I mean, JT, yet again, dude's batting 240. Castellanos is batting 245. I mean, those two guys are killing this team. And the Castellanos thing is so frustrating. We talked about it yesterday, but you, you just look through the guy's career, especially the last few years, and he's just such a consistent hitter. He's never like this. This is such an anomaly in the Nick Castellanos history. And yet here we are. I mean, he looks feeble at the plate, Castellanos. He looks feeble when he goes up to bat. It's so disappointing. Honestly, I can't I can't tell you how disappointing it is. I, I really wanted him here. I thought he was a great signing. I was more excited about that signing than Schwarber. Obviously, Schwarber has been way better. Like, not even comparable. I mean, Schwarber's got 19 home runs. You know, Schwarber's one of three guys with a plus 800 OPS on this team. Him, Hoskins, Harper, that's it. Cassianos has been horrible. Just a massive disappointment. And, you know, you hope, you believe that the, the back of the baseball card will will come through, that eventually he's Nick Castellanos again and starts hitting the ball. But he has been just a massive disappointment. Now, I expect more from Castellanos. JT, who the hell knows? I mean, he's just, he's lost offensively right now and even defensively has not been the same type of player. And obviously, you know, second highest paid player on the team, JT Romito, after Bryce. Second highest paid player on the team. Nowhere near that. I mean, when you look at, you know, you're paying Castellanos and, and JT $43 million this year. You got two, like, 700-ish OPS guys. That's a disaster. I mean, no wonder you're not winning. <laughs> no wonder you're not better. That alone, forget everything else, that alone will cripple a team. 
So they got to get more from these guys. They got to get more consistency. I mean, right now, honestly, Harper and Schwarber, you know, and Hoskins a bit. Obviously, Hoskins has cooled down since a super odd streak, but you know, you still feel somewhat confident with him at the plate. But man, outside of Schwarber and Harper, it's just like I have zero confidence. I mean, Didi's down to two seventy. Bohm's down to two fifty six. Odubel's down to two thirty six. Remember when everyone was going nuts about Odubel? All of a sudden, OPS under eight, under seven hundred. Okay. Odubel stinks. Not surprising. We all expected it, but the dude stinks. He's just not a good baseball player. Adding the dumb mistakes, just a useless baseball player. This team's struggling right now. You know, I, that's the funny thing. They're 15-5 and five in June, but, but, but they're not where they need to be, particularly offensively. And, and again, we've talked so much about the bullpen and the starting pitching. Like, they need this offense to be better. And it, and it has been again in June. Like, this is, you know, I don't want it to seem like they lose two games and I lose my mind. I guess three games in a row and I lose my mind. But, you know, it's more what we were talking about before that spurs this feeling of, hey, they got to be better. They got to be more consistent. They got to do better. It's because there is such a razor thin margin this year. You know, they can't mess around. There are too many good teams. There's too much competition right now. Like you just, you're not going to get there if you if you don't if you don't take it very seriously. I mean, the team they're playing now, they're seven and a half games worse than the Padres. And the Padres are a wild card team. They're seven and a half back. The Padres are forty four and twenty seven. You know that that's tough. It's tough. Braves four up on the Phillies. You know the 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 Giants three up on the Phillies. All those wild card teams are at least three games up in the Phillies, and three games is super manageable. Again, we know that, but not if the Phillies don't play start playing more consistently. You know, not if they don't start winning games they're supposed to win. Not if they don't start handling teams they're supposed to handle. So you know, it it really is. It's really incredibly important for this team to to you know get it going soon. And again, they've got it going. Again, it, you know, it sounds like they're they're you know they've done nothing. They've had a good June. You know, I don't want to take that away from them. They've they've played really good baseball and they've gotten us back and excited. And you know, I think we feel much better about the team than we did before. But you know, it is the the we just need to keep in our mind the Phillies need to keep in their mind that that pressure that. You know, this is a, a, a really tight race and things could fall apart if they don't if they don't play better baseball more consistently and just continuously win series. Like, especially in Seam Lake the Rangers. That's what we keep talking about, the second half of the schedule and how easy it is and how, how great that is and all that. But you know what the key to that is is yeah, you gotta you gotta beat the teams you're supposed to beat. So and look, until the All-Star break, it's not that easy either. Four against San Diego, then you come home for three against Atlanta. And three against St. Louis. Six tough games against teams that are in the playoffs right now. Then you get three against Washington. Great. Then you go to St. Louis for four more. Again, that's seven against St. Louis in this first half left. They're a playoff team. Then two in Toronto. Playoff team. Then three in Miami. Not a playoff team. So, But the rest of the first half is not easy. It's when they flip to the second, quote-unquote, second half of the season after the All-Star break that the schedule opens up in such a big way. Now, there are still tough games on the schedule, but it goes Cubs, Braves tough, but then Pirates, two-game two, two game with the Braves, but then Washington and the Marlins for seven. So, you know, of that first 20 games you get back, you get three against the Cubs, four against the Pirates, four, three, four against Washington, three against Miami. I mean, those are, you know, 
Those are a lot of winnable baseball games. That's 14 winnable baseball games. Then the Mets. Then Cincinnati winnable series. Then the Mets again. Then Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Arizona. You know, there, there's way more stretches of winnable games. Then they get San Francisco is tough, but then it's Miami, Washington, Miami. Nine games there that are winnable. Then you get a tough stretch here at the beginning of September, middle of September. You get three in Atlanta, two at home versus Toronto, three at home, or four at home versus Atlanta. But then they get six more, excuse me, three more against the Cubs and four more against Washington. And then Houston to finish out, which is obviously a tough one. But Houston, in all honesty, will be wrapped up playoffs by. You just hope they're not playing for for home field advantage anymore. You know, for the for the one seed, which you know they won't be because the Yankees. So you know you feel pretty good about that too. But you know it's it's again it's Washington, it's the Cubs, it's Washington, it's the Pirates, it's the Reds, it's the Reds again, it's the Marlins, it's Washington, it's the Cubs, it's the Pirates. Like winnable stuff, winnable games, necessary wins for this team but like you can't that's why this Rangers series is so concerning is like you know you got to win these games against the team you're supposed to beat you have to because you still got the Padres you still got the Braves you still got the Mets you still got these other really good baseball teams the Cardinals on your schedule that are not gimmies and you're not going to be able to just go in and win those games easily so they have to take advantage of these type of series like the Texas Rangers like the Pittsburgh Pirates like the Chicago Cubs like all these teams like you can and granted to be fair the Cubs are worse than the Rangers the Pirates are worse than the Rangers the Reds are worse than the Rangers the Nationals are worse than the Rangers like yes fair but the Rangers are worse than the Phillies and they beat them 4-0 in the four games they've played and that really, really could come back to haunt the Phillies. All right, let's look ahead to this series against San Diego. It is just such a big series. Um, now, it does look like they will miss Machado. We'll see. Machado, the ankle injury. At first, it looked like it was a really bad injury. You know, everyone's thinking he would definitely be put on the IL. He was not put on the IL. Now, makes me think he could play in this series. I don't know if he will or won't. I don't know where he's at, but, you know, I feel like if he couldn't have played in this whole series, they probably would have just IL'd him. It'd only be a few more days after that, you know, so... But they didn't. And maybe Machado didn't want to go on the IL. Who knows? There are a bunch of different factors for that. Machado having a, a banger of a season. He has been awesome. The dude's batting three twenty eight on the season with a nine forty five slugging. MVP-type year. The thing is, outside of that, offensively, they've not had a ton other uh, of offensive prowess, so to speak. Austin Nola, Eric Hosmer, Jake Cronenworth, you know, Jerkson Profar, Trent Grisham, Luke Voigt. They got some dudes, just not a ton of offensive production from those guys. Machado leading the team in most offensive categories. His 12 homers are the most on the team. Um, which is surprising. But um, what they've really done is pitch really, really, really well. And that's kind of carried this team. Now, the Phillies do get lucky. Uh, Joe Musgrove on the 10-day AL, they will miss him. He has been the best pitcher on the Padres this year. one five nine ERA for Musgrove uh, through 12 starts. He is Cy Young-ish type stuff. But they got Darvish. They got Manaya, They got Mackenzie Gore. They got Blake Snell. They got dudes. And they got one of the best bullpens in the sport as well with Taylor Rogers, the back end, who is just one of the best closers in the sport. Um, just a ton of pitching talent. You know, you go down there, you know, ERAs and like, you know, like you look at just just ERAs, which again is, you know, a somewhat flawed stat. But for their starting rotation, 317-159-387-394-364. You know, uh, bullpen, 279-135-296-367-355-309-358-316. You know what that does not sound like? Our freaking bullpen. 
So um, it's going to be a big series. Uh, Philly's got to find a way to play better. They got to find a way to win these games. As again, you know, coming off this Rangers series, it's such an important series for this team. Really, a you know, a pivotal series. With um, you know, depending on how it goes, could could shake things one way or the other. Uh, Suarez tonight at nine forty game. Suarez, oh, it, against apparently Joe Musgrove will be back tonight. They're saying so he will be off the IL. So forget everything I just said about missing Joe Musgrove. Things not already swinging the Phillies' way. It's, uh, it will be Suarez against Musgrove tonight. He was on the IL. He's back. So that's a that's a big miss. Nola against Mackenzie Gore tomorrow. Eflin against Snell on uh, Saturday. We'll see if Eflin's ready to go. And then Gibson against Darvish on Sunday. So not great. <laughs> you get all their best pitchers. Uh, Snell hasn't been great for them. Darvish has been better. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, uh, you know, they do get Darvish too. So, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, so uh, it must go back. Great job by me. I apologize to everyone. That's on me. So we'll see. Tough matchup tonight. Maybe Suarez still a little hurt in the, or excuse me, Musgrove still a little hurt in the Flakes take advantage. Either way, big one tonight, big series. Whatever happens, we'll be back. We'll be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies today, right here on the Phillies twenty four seven. On the Phillies twenty four seven. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.